0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today, I'm going to go over my AEW review. Uh, starting off the evening, we have Tony Schiavone having an interview. Um, while he's cutting the interview, though, two SUVs pull up. At the time, had no idea who was going to be coming out of those uh, SUVs. On the right side, it's MJF that comes out of one of the SUVs. On the left-hand side, it's Chris Jericho. Both are sitting there praising each other. Said that you know Jericho told MJF that you know he got cheated in his match. Against John Moxley, and technically he did because Moxley used the paradigm shift to get the win. <clears throat> and MJF said that Jericho, you know, you know, pretty much got cheated out himself in the Orange Cassidy match, and that MJF told him that he will one day again be AEW World Heavyweight Champion, which was pretty cool. What the funny part about it though is when there's got when both of them were walking apart, you know, they both pretty much you know was mocking each other the whole time. It was absolutely hilarious, man. It was a, it was a good way to start the show. Um, after that interview with Shivani, Jericho, and MJF, we go into our first match of the evening. It is Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Bros. Uh, starting off the match, Jungle Boy hits an arm drag on Phoenix. Phoenix then hits a springboard arm drag on Jungle Boy. Phoenix then hits a dropkick on Jungle Boy as well. Lucha Bros are showing great uh, tag teamwork throughout the match. Jungle Boy hits a huge botch off of uh, Luchasaurus' back. It was absolutely brutal, man. That, like, that botch was bad really, really bad. Even even Jungle Boy himself knew that it was pretty bad. It, it was awful. Uh, Pentagon throws the glove at Luchasaurus, pretty much you know, does his Zero Miro stuff that he usually does, his old little gimmick. Pentagon then hits a springboard crossbody on Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy then hits a tope on Phoenix. Luchasaurus then hits a devastating clothesline on Phoenix. Luchasaurus then hits a standing moonsault on Phoenix, which, again, I don't know how a guy his size can do that. Phoenix then hits a springboard headbutt on Luchasaurus. was very impressive. Pentagon then hits a Canadian Destroyer. I guess the Destroyer that he was trying to hit, he was obviously trying to hit Jungle Boy, but I think Jungle Boy got out of the way, and then uh, Pentagon ended up hitting the Canadian Destroyer on Phoenix, which caused it their team to lose. Jungle Boy pins Phoenix, and your winner of the match are the Jurassic Express. After the match, though, Pentagon and Phoenix are obviously mad at each other. They're pushing and shoving each other. Eddie Kingston comes into the ring trying to bring them back together. Trying to get him, you know, to shake hands and stuff like that. Obviously, Kingston's definitely working, you know, with Lucha Bros and Butcher and Blade. Uh, you know, the funny thing about Kingston that I, you know, did take away from what he had said was that technically he said that he was not thrown out of that Casino Battle Royal because he never went over the ropes. What happened was is that he was thrown. Archer threw Archer threw him off the top rope when he was on the outside to the outside. So technically, he never went over the ropes. So I don't know how they're going to play into that storyline or not. Maybe they're going to have a match between Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston to decide, you know, the decisive winner and the number one contender for John Moxley. Who knows? Uh, I think even the Kingston took a little jab at Pac. So I'm definitely looking forward to Pac coming back. Hopefully he does come back. And uh, this was a good opening match for AEW. Um, after that, uh, we have a Matt Hardy segment. Uh, Hardy's pretty much praising the fans, said that, you know, the injury that he sustained – at all out was pretty serious and it could have ended his career and it could have, it was absolutely brutal, man. Sh- that match should have not continued the way it did. Um, Hardy's wife was in the crowd with, you know, with her kids and stuff like that. Um, you know, Hardy took one hell of a, a fall off that like chairlift uh, onto that table. It was insane, man. It was absolutely insane. And to be honest, you know, even once he went through that table and got up, you can tell that, the lights were on but nobody was there he was completely knocked out um surprised he probably suffered a concussion at some point uh probably still has it um it was bad it was really bad so sammy guevara is home too as well healing up i mean it was a really bad spot on that table i mean he hit head first on that concrete floor and that was pretty bad um so it, it does look like matt hardy is going to take some time off i don't know when he's going to come back um you know, maybe he'll challenge for the TNT Championship when he comes back or the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. But uh, I think Matt Hardy is going to take some uh, relatively decent time off uh, to heal up. So, again, I, you know, I think that's a smart move on Matt Hardy. So hats off to him. Um, after that segment between Matt Hardy, with Matt Hardy, we go in our next match of the evening is Angelico versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, starting with the match, Angelico attacks Orange Cassidy. Angelico then hits a drop to a hold submission on Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy then hits a tope on Angelico. Angelico, I'm sorry. Orange Cassidy then hits a crossbody off the top rope on Angelico. Cassidy then hits an orange punch on Angelico. Pins over to three, and your winner of the match is Orange Cassidy. Uh, After the match, though, Ortiz and Santana, uh, Santana come out and attack Orange Cassidy. Best friends are here to save Orange Cassidy. Pretty much, best friends came out and said, you know, they're getting tired of the whole shenanigans between Santana and Ortiz and them especially after what Ortiz and Santana did to uh, Trent's mom's uh, van, so um, which was hilarious, to be honest with you. It was fantastic television. But um, it seems like there's going to be a match uh, next week, a street fight, I guess, if you will. It's going to be Ortiz and Santana versus the best friends. So I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm hoping that they can put on a great match, and I know they will. I mean, both tag teams are phenomenal, so I'm, definitely, I'm very much looking forward to it. The hats off to Orange Cassidy for getting the win. Um, after that, we go into a uh, Alex Marvez interview. He's trying to interview the young bucks. He's knocking on the door. Does't seem like the young bucks are answering. Then the young bucks do answer the door and Alex Marvez is met with a super kick by the young bucks. It does seem like the bucks are turning heel, especially after the hangman page stuff. and it honestly seems like there is no the elites kind of know more. That's kind of what the vibe I'm getting. Like the young bucks are doing their own thing. Cody's doing his whole thing. Well, I'll get into that at the end of the podcast as well and my thoughts on that. Um, Page is doing his own thing. Omega pretty much doing his own thing as well. So it doesn't look like the elite's kind of the elite anymore. So um, it does look like the Young Bucks are going to tar- uh, like start turning heel. So I'm very much looking forward to that as well. Um, after that, uh, we have an interview with Tony Schiavone. He's interviewing Kip Sabian. Um, it's supposed to be announced who was going to be his best man for Kip Sabian's wedding. A bunch of random people started coming out to the ring and I was like, you know, who the hell are these people? Um, And everybody's figuring out who, you know, the best man is. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. was there and I was like, oh God, I hope it's not Brian Pillman Jr. You know what I mean? Um, But luckily it was not. So the best man for Kip Sabian's wedding and pretty much joining AEW as well is none other than Miro, AKA Rusev. Rusev or Miro, whatever you guys want to call him has joined AEW and I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, obviously, it's not a humongous needle pusher if you're looking for the ratings push and all that. It's not, obviously not going to be like catastrophic if like a Brock Lesnar showed up or something like that. But it is pretty big in the aspect of like Rusev is an elite talent, in my honest opinion. And I mean, if you guys watch the main roster and you've seen the whole Rusev Day gimmick that he was having with Aiden English, it was huge. That gimmick alone was bigger than Rusev. I mean, the fans were gravitated to it, so having him or Miro on AEW is absolutely fantastic. And there's a lot of good matches that he could have on AEW right now: Brian Cage, uh, Darby Allen, Lance Archer. Uh, you know, the list goes on, man. It's fantastic. So hats off for him joining AEW. And I, as soon as he walked, you know, through the uh, the entrance down to the to the ring, I was completely shocked. I was like, "Wow, cannot believe he actually joined AEW." But I could see it coming though at some point. I honestly thought he was going to be on All Out, but again, it's pretty cool that he's on AEW, so hats off to him and making the wise choice by continuing his career somewhere where I feel like he might be appreciated for once, so uh, hats off to him for doing that. Um, After that, we go to our next match of the evening. It is Jake Hager and Chris Jericho versus Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss in a tag team match, no disqualification. Uh, starting off the match, Jericho and Janela both exchange in the middle of the ring. Janela and Sonny Kiss are showing great tag team work in the match. Janela hits Jericho with a chair shot. Jericho then hits a back suplex on Janela in the middle of the ring. Sonny Kiss then hits a drop kick on Hager. Sonny Kiss then hits a step up and Zaguri on Hager as well. Janela then hits a clothesline on Hager, sending them both to the outside. Hager then throws Janela off the stage on uh, onto a table on the outside. Absolutely brutal. Sonny Kiss then hits a crossbody off the top rope on Hager and Jericho on the outside. Jericho then sprays Sonny Kiss with a fire extinguisher, causes her to be, causes Sonny Kiss to be temporarily blinded. Hager then hits the finish on Sonny Kiss, pins for the three, and your winners of the match are Jake Hager and Chris Jericho. Um, again, you're, you know what you're going to get with the Chris Jericho match. I mean, that guy always gives you 110%, um, and this was a really decent match. It really was. I, I'm, I am looking forward to what's going to be next for Chris Jericho. I know that he said that he wants to go after the tag team championships with Jake Hager, I'm not completely against that, but I feel like they're doing that because there's nobody else right now that they're going to, you know, put into that slot to face Jericho, you know, after the three matches that he's already had with Orange Cassidy, who's going to be the next guy to challenge Jericho. Hopefully it's a really big name. You know, he obviously put over Orange Cassidy and I appreciate that. You know, it definitely put him up in the top echelon of AEW superstars after the, you know, the three matches that Jericho had with Orange Cassidy. Fantastic stuff. You know, even the Mimosa match, I was a little back and forth on it, but it was a really good match. Very entertaining match. So hats off to Jake Hager and Chris Jericho for getting the win, and definitely looking forward to what they do next. So awesome match. Um, After that, we have an MJF segment backstage. Uh, He's talking about you know the whole Moxley match it all out, but it does seem like uh, you know here and there MJF and Wardlow get you know have a couple of words with each other. Uh, Obviously, he's still mad. MJF's still mad at Wardlow for pretty much costing costing him the match by throwing the ring in uh, the ring that he won into the ring. And, you know, Moxley ended up capitalizing on that and hitting the paradigm shift. So pretty much caused him the match. And it was a great match between MJF and Moxley all out. I thought it was a great match. Um, so it looks like there's a little hostility between MJF and Warlow. So I definitely look forward to what's going to happen next with MJF for sure. Um, after that, we have a Moxley segment as well. Moxley talking about Archer winning the Battle Royal and that, you know, the competition's getting more tougher and tougher and tougher, and it is for him. You know, he has faced a lot of adversity, you know, defending that title. And in, so far, he's held his own, and I had to give it to him. He is the number one wrestler of the year, and it shows, man. That guy is unstoppable, it seems like. But, you know, facing a guy like a guy like Lance Archer, Lance Archer is a freaking monster of a human being. Man, that guy is in there to kick your ass, Um and like I said in my previous predictions for All Out, I, I either had Brian Cage or Lance Archer or maybe that rumored person come in, and obviously he didn't win, and I don't think the rumor guy that they put in there should have been there. Matt Seidel, I don't know what the hell he's been doing, but hopefully he, they're not going to sign him because I don't think he's done anything to warrant to have a contract for AEW. He hasn't done anything. You know, so I'm like, okay. And he had one of the biggest botches of the year when he fell off the top turnbuckle. And they're like, oh, it's a little slippery out there. Yeah, why? Are you putting enough, what are you putting, Crisco on the damn top turnbuckle? I mean, come on, man. He completely fell off the top turnbuckle. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, but I, I'm very much looking forward to if Lance Archer does have a match with Moxley. And the reason why I say if is because the whole Eddie Kingston situation, because technically Eddie Kingston did not go over the ropes and hit the floor in that Battle Royal. He was thrown off the top rope from the apron to the outside, so I don't know how they're going to build that up. Like I said, maybe they'll have a Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer match. Whoever wins that is the clear-cut number one contender for John Moxley, and I'm very much looking forward to it if it does happen. Um, after that, we have an FTR tag team celebration. Uh, Tully says that FTR is the best tag team in the world. FTR do mock some of the tag teams that are on the outside, especially Jurassic Express. You know, Colin, Jura- you know, Luchasaurus a dinosaur, and all that. Um, seems like they're, you know, possibly going to have a feud here, but Jurassic, the entire team of Jurassic Express. There's an ice bucket sitting on a table. That I guess had the beer in it. The beer was out of it. It was filled with ice. Uh, Marco Stun, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus take it, the bucket and throw it all over the ice, all over Tully Blanchard and uh, FTR. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, so I could definitely see a match happening with them relatively soon, and I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, after that. Uh, Taz is on commentary, you know, talking about you know Ricky Starks and his entire team and All Out, and going over replays from All Out. Then all of a sudden, Darby Allen's music hits. I guess some people may have thought that it was going to be Darby Allen, but instead it was Ricky Starks, again mocking Darby Allen, and uh, saying Ricky Starks pretty much said that you know Darby Allen is reckless. Nobody wants to work with him. He's all by himself in the back. Uh, he just stays to himself. So, uh, but I will say what Ricky Starks is doing, I, I respect it. You know, you're playing off as a heel and, you know, you're pushing the envelope. Considering what he was doing in NWA and what he's doing in AEW now and him working with Brian Cage and Taz, I think it's absolutely great and fantastic for his career to be in the position that he's in and the platform that he is on. Um, I think he's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal wrestler. And I think there's still a lot more to see with who Ricky Starks really is inside and outside that ring. And I am very much looking forward to it. You know, I think what he did, his body of work that he put in with NWA was fantastic. You know, obviously, he's a little, you know, he's still green. You know, there's still a lot for him to learn. But I think once he starts picking up momentum, I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. So, I'm, again, I'm very really much looking forward to it. Um, after that, we go into our next match of the evening. It is Nyla Rose versus Taya Conti. Uh, Taya Conti was a former NXT talent. Uh, she was also in the women's AEW Women's Tag Team Cup. Uh, I think she was teaming up with Anna Jay. Um, and she did a great job at the Tag Team uh, Cup Tournament. She did phenomenal. Um, but she also did sign her contract with AEW. So she is officially an AEW superstar on that roster. Um, but starting off the match, Nyla attacks uh, Ty Conte. Vicky then attacks Ty Conte on the outside. Nyla Rose then hits a leg drop on Ty Conti in the middle of the ring. Nyla Rose then hits a devastating powerbomb on Ty Conte. Pins her for the three. And your winner of the match is Nyla Rose. After the match, though, Rose goes on the attack to, on Conti. But then Cheetah comes out with her kendo stick to save Taya Conti, and that was the end of the match. Um, Again, you know, obviously Tony Khan and everybody has seen something in Taya Conti for for them to give a contract out to her. So, you know, they need more female talent on that roster, and I've been stating that stating that for a while now. That you know, their female the female the women division for AEW is very weak right now. It is not, there's not a lot of household names on it. I know some people will say, well, you have to build those names up. Yeah, I understand that. But again, you had to look at what you're competing against. If you're competing against NXT, NXT Women's Division right now is beating AEW's Women's Division by a mile. You know, you need a household name to bring that amendment. Now, I, hate, I hate saying this again, but you need like a Charlotte Flair-ish type female superstar to bring that division back. And I will touch base on that a little bit after the podcast, too, because there is a little bit more news about the women's division and what they're doing that I will fill you guys in on. Um, after that, we go into our main event of the evening. It is Dustin Rhodes versus Brody Lee for Brody Lee's TNT Championship. Uh, starting off the match, Lee is controlling the match, obviously showing, you know, you know why he's TNT champion. Uh, Dustin does land some chops on Lee. Dustin hits a clothesline on Brody Lee as well. Dustin then hits a crossroads on Brody Lee that looked absolutely brutal. Lee then gets up, hits a power bomb on Dustin. Dustin then gets up, hits a senton off the apron on Lee on the outside. Dustin then hits a power stamp on uh, Silver from the Dark Order. Dustin then hits a devastating piledriver on Brody Lee in the middle of the ring. Dustin and Lee both exchange in the middle of the ring as well. Lee then hits his signature disc, discus lariat clothesline on Dustin. Pins up for the three, and you winner of the match, and still TNT champion is Brody Lee. Um, after the match, though, Dark Order is here. Order ends up, I guess they beat up QT Marshall backstage. They throw QT Marshall into the ring. And they're all celebrating, and the match is over. Um, a couple of things I do want to touch base on, like I told you guys throughout this podcast that I was going to touch base on it after I go through the entire review, um, with the women's division. Um, I, I think it's either next week, this week coming up, or something like that, that uh, Thunder Rosa will be back on AEW Dynamite. But this time, uh, she will be defending her NWA Women's Championship Against Eva Lee, um, and I think that's pretty huge and pretty big. And the reason why is because not only have they put Thunder Rosa on AEW Dynamite Television with that title, which is already big in itself, because a lot of companies will not have you showcase another company's title on their program, on, especially with AEW being on a, a big-time program and platform like TNT, it's national television. Two, having her defend that NWA World Heavy the Women's Championship on TNT on AEW is huge, and that can mean a lot of things. Now, I don't know if she has signed a small contract or a need-to-know, I guess, contract basis with AEW, or is this a start of a working relationship between AEW and NWA, um, which if that's, the, if that's what it is, that's fantastic because there is Nick Aldis and NWA, Tim Storm. There's a lot of good names still with you know NWA that can come over and have great matches with people on AEW. So I'm hoping that's the, you know, that's the situation. The other thing, too, is I was going to try to touch base on is uh, Cody Rhodes. There was a big thing in the Dustin Rhodes and Bernie Lee match that, you know, it was J.R. was saying all breaking news. Cody will give us an update or whatever on what's going on. That was not the situation. Uh, Cody has they're now doing a game show. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but they're doing a game show on TBS where he's going to be the host of it. As long as with some other celebrity guest as well it's going to be on tbs Uh, it's like a uh, like a talent show thing if you will um so i don't know what he's going to be if he's going to be coming back to wrestling or not i have no idea um but i know that's probably the next thing that he's going to do is his talent show thing so it's still yet to be seen what he's going to do um it was announced too that john moxley and i don't know again i don't know if it's going to change or not but it has been announced on their anniversary show in October. That John Moxley will defend the AEW uh, heavyweight champion against Lance Archer, but again, I don't know if they're going to throw Eddie Kingston into that. I have no idea. But for right now, for their anniversary show in October, it is going to be John Moxley defending his AEW uh, World Heavyweight Championship against Lance Archer. So, again, looking forward to it. I know the guy; those two guys had a vicious match in New Japan that was awesome. So, hopefully, that this second match will be even more than crazier than the first time they had a match together so i'm very much looking forward to that as well so uh this is my uh, AEW dynamite review i hope you guys are out there staying safe be careful and remember stay classic peace